afternoon to all of our fellow health enthusiasts. My name is Dr. Ruth Leininger and I am a functional medicine physician. This is a new podcast developed by my friend and colleague, Dr. Charles Benz, and we call this show Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. We search the internet every day to find the best scientific studies that can be used to improve the health of every interested person. You will not see many of these studies in the conventional media because most doctors do not have the time or interest in finding them, and there are special interests that are less than enthusiastic in you knowing about these studies. Every week, we will explore nutritional science that has the ability to prevent and even reverse 80% of chronic illness. This could save many lives and help to stop the healthcare crisis that will eventually bankrupt our country. This is frequently called functional medicine, and has been adopted by thousands of doctors, as well as some medical schools and hospitals, including the Cleveland Clinic. Today's program is entitled, Why Wellness Programs Are Not More Successful. How are you, Charles? I'm fine, Ruth. How are you? Oh, uh, really Thanks good. for standing in for Aubrey. I only uh, contacted you about 90 minutes ahead of time, and you just were ready to go. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, well, this is a favorite subject of mine. <laughs> yes, you and I have been thinking about doing even more on this than we have in the past, so I think it's pretty timely. Um, usually the shows are about individuals and their health problems, but you know, individuals, most of them work in organizations, and most of them either don't have a wellness program or have one that really doesn't work very well. And the news flash for today was, uh, last week I saw a report of a five-year study of wellness programs in uh, different types of organizations. And they found no one was able to show that they had a return on investment for their wellness program. And this is not oh, a new- Oh, I saw that study. <laughs> Did you? It's not yeah. a new story for me, but it just enrages me because I've been doing wellness programs for 25 years now, and we always get a return on investment. And so I think right. we need to you know, maybe help people to understand what it takes to make sure that if you're going to do a wellness program, you do it correctly. Um, how does that sound? <laughs> oh my gosh, there's there's so much value in what we do for employers and employee health. It um, just boggles my mind that studies like that can be reported as if that was the truth. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Well, it's probably true for a majority of the wellness programs. I. I found that about 90% of the hundreds of programs that I've audited over the years uh, do not even have a written wellness plan, let alone a return on investment strategy. And so I stopped just taking requests from different organizations and I actually do a screening tool that measures the quality and the readiness of the organization. If they're not ready, I don't even want to work with them. And so that's the first step, I think. To, to get an organization that really understands what's involved. And you know yourself, there's lots of things involved. What, what are some of the shortcomings that you may have experienced or know about that kept these organizations from actually developing a good wellness plan? Oh my gosh, well, you know, it um, goes right to the top in, um, in part, you know, the leadership at the top being, being interested in, in, in the health of their employees. And it can be trickle down. Um, but certainly um, beyond that, you know, investing in the right intelligence behind doing this, doing this correctly. Because as you said, you know, you want to invest in, in strategies that actually deliver ROI. And 
there are ways to, to fund wellness through health insurance programs that include this, and certainly that can be a barrier. Having a, a progressive insurance broker can be a, a real, real wonderful thing um, to advancing um, wellness in an employer organization. And, and so much of the healthcare costs can be really reduced if you've got the right progressive insurance broker and the right health plan. So I would say those are some of the ones that come to mind first. That that's a perfect that's a perfect start because I found that the most successful program started when the leadership actually had a wellness challenge. In other words, if the CEO or the CFO has a wellness challenge and they've already been dabbling in natural or functional medicine and you come around with a wellness program that features that as part of the whole prevention and disease reversal thing, they are all in at that point. So it helps not only if they're interested, but if they actually understand what you do. And so to me, I, I do this organizational assessment thing, but I also have an, a wellness audit tool. And there's like 207 questions in there. It takes about 45 minutes or an hour to have five people go through it. And then you get these results and it shows what you've been doing over the past several years. And it actually is an analysis that says, yeah, we have a pretty low wellness culture in our organization and we need to really ramp it up. So that means you're going to start with some basic programs. If you're kind of in the mid range of, of wellness, then you know you don't have to start with the basics. You can kind of begin in the intermediate level and start to do some educational tools and get some things organized to ramp up the wellness culture a bit more. If you're more advanced and you're ready to do some programs that actually target different illnesses like diabetes and heart disease and weight loss and stress, then you know we have programs for all of these and it's just a matter of setting the priorities for the organization to find out you know what's the health of their organization you may even need to do some testing of the employees to find out how healthy we are they are rather and so we actually have some tools to do that we'll talk more about the AI platform uh, where we actually get an assessment for every employee and so those are some of the things that I think would, would really help. What are some of the illnesses that you think that uh, employers really need to pay attention to? We know diabetes and, and obesity is probably at the top of the list, but what are some of the other things that probably employers have to deal with in order to get more prevention and more uh, reversal of these illnesses? Oh, so in the employer setting, in the employer age group, which is generally you know below 65, you know, the, the typical middle-aged adult has, um, you know, half of them have, or more than half now, have chronic disease. And things that can impact chronic disease, I mean, even, even as little as, you know, affecting your immune health and vitamin D. And these, you know, in this day and age, um, you know, immunity is so important for COVID. But um, vitamin D can lower your risk. People don't know this, but um, of hospitalization for all sorts of things, you know, pneumonia, cancer. And so, you know, looking at the ROI of various interventions can um, really highlight where you can even just begin with small steps to incorporate really ROI-driven wellness programs. But like you said, diabetes or obesity or diabetes, as Mark Hyman calls it, is a, really a big ROI here. The 
there's so many folks that have gained weight during the COVID pandemic that weight loss programs, I think, have big bang to the buck. But basically nutrition, bringing in good nutrition, sound nutrition, healthy food can really address, um, begin to address some of these nutritional deficiencies that play into so many of these chronic diseases and begin to bring down inflammation and improve immune health, reduce you know, your risk for autoimmunity. I would say autoimmune diseases are one of the higher expenses of some employers. When folks get put on biologics, those are just dropped at expensive. And looking for alternatives to address autoimmune disease, I, I think has a big ROI. Boy, you touched on some good ones there. I, I, li- I like the fact that you and I have been talking about the vitamin D uh, thing. And there was a company uh, in Minnesota that had 10,000 10, employees. And they gave them all free vitamin D for a year. And they got a 24 to 1 return on investment by just that one thing. And you and I have been talking about the fact that maybe we need to simplify this. Instead of making it a very complex thing where we have to have this big plan with all these goals and objectives and measurable return on investment, let's go for the thing that we know will have the biggest impact. And vitamin D was one of those things. And so I thought, okay, yeah, I think, <laughs> let's look. Right, I think once, once folks have an experience of improving their health with some initial little baby steps, I think it's like a slippery slope and, and you know, that you've, You've got them. <laughs> I think you're absolutely it. right, and and I, and I liked your 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 other ideas about doing the things that um, the people really have struggled with but need to do. And I, I remember one of the programs I did on weight loss, and I actually screened the people to determine whether they were ready for weight loss because all of them had tried to lose weight before, but had been unsuccessful. And I said, well, we have a six week program. So every week I'm going to give you a set of surveys and evaluation tools, and then we'll do a uh, sort of a 90-minute evaluation seminar and webinar to explain all those things so you understand how they're being used. And you know we had 17 people in that program, and by the end of the six weeks, uh, they all had lost weight, and they all kept it off because... They learned how their bodies worked. This is one of the fundamentals of the wellness programs that we've developed over the years. If you teach people how their body works, then they they know exactly what the strategies are designed to do and how their bodies are going to react to certain things. So while they had tried five or six different uh, weight loss programs before, they had all failed because they didn't cover the science of weight loss to find out if you try to lose weight too fast, your body reacts and slows its metabolism. If you try to do something else that's not sort of uh, intuitive for you, that your body doesn't like, that will also stop you. So there's barriers. So we have to find out what people's barriers are. We also have to find out what the incentives are because if we don't give the employers uh, some tools to design some incentives for people, people aren't able to stay with these wellness programs. But if you can give them a reduction in their premiums or their deductibles or their co-pays or some other meaningful incentive, boy, those those are the wellness programs that really work. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's you know, there's there's a whole process around this, the behavioral, you know, management and leadership strategies. And and when you apply it to wellness programs, it it just makes all the difference. And I have to say, you know, of all the you know, wellness programs I've seen, the you know, you're just leading the pack as far as 
the intelligence behind this because I, you know, it's so critical that you get data. It's kind of a data-driven program that you run and you screen out so that you can target programs and individuals to programs and target them to the employers that can really benefit from them. And that's why you get such great results. And, um, and that's where the intelligence comes in, you know, that I think a lot of these other ones are just lacking. Yeah. And, and you know, we have a little tool here. It's called the Readiness for Wellness Survey. And so we, we have, number one, the organizational excellence. You know, have, have you shown a desire in the past to raise the bar in your organization? I always ask them that. What have you done to improve your training? What have you done to improve this or improve that? I don't want an organization that hasn't even thought about improving anything to now all of a sudden come to the table and say, I want to improve our wellness program. No, I, that's not the culture that I want, to, I want to work with. Then I try to say, do you have a self-funded program? Or are you fully funded? This is really important because if you're fully funded, the insurance company makes all the decisions and you have no latitude to do anything. But if you're self-funded, that means the employer makes the decisions and the insurance company is just the administrator of what the employer wants to do. And so, you, like you said about the broker, you have to have a progressive broker, you have to be self-funded, you have to have the interest in this wellness, which goes back to the leadership that you talked about, and then you have to actually create the time to do it. Because if you don't give the employees the time to do these wellness programs, they're so busy in the rest of their lives, they're not going to have time to do it on their own at home. And then if you don't give them any incentives, then they won't be motivated to continue with it once it gets started. So I think you, you may have to make sure that you have somebody guiding the program that's experienced. Because if you have just an HR person that says, oh, you know, I think we should do this. I think we should do that. That's, I used to call those wellness programs, I think we should programs, because that's how they start. But if you do conscientious design and we have a wellness plan that you can actually follow, then you develop something that actually has criteria in it and has priorities in it. And I think it has to be that kind of a designed program. And then you have to put the money in. They want to put in $50 per employee per year. That's ridiculous. You won't get any results from that. You have to put in at least $200 per employee a year to get the kind of resources to do these things right. So I, I think that that's one of the first things that I do is I give them this survey and I find out, you know, where are you on all of these things? Because if you're not on board, we don't want to waste our time. You want to get ready for this. And so we can tell you how to get more ready, but we're not going to launch any wellness programs with you until you're really there. Right. Oh, I love that. They say culture eats strategy for lunch every day, every time. Right. And, and so <laughs> it's a good about one. It's, I didn't make that up, but it's, it's about, you know, finding the organizations that have an interest in really, you know, leading, leading the way towards um, better health, knowing that the returns will more than offset what, the, what they're going to be spending. I mean, the returns for employee health, having vibrant, healthy employees that are energetic, that are happy to be there, you know, they're your, you know, they're, they're your best face of your company. And, and that's how you attract really the best talent. I mean, it's, it really, it's a ripple effect of benefit if it's done right. You're absolutely right because, you know, it could be a, a, an actually value-added proposition that in, uh, when employees are, when people are looking for jobs and they see an employer that has a fantastic wellness program, they would take that over a salary increase. 
I, I've, I've had that encountered a lot of times because they know when they need that wellness program, if it's there and it's supportive and it does the thing it's supposed to do, then they count on that more than they would count on a few dollars more in the paycheck. Uh, for most people, you know, some people do want that additional money, but we've done so many programs that have got this return on investment, 10, 20, 30, up to 40%, Ruth, up to 40% return on investment for a really good wellness program. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the hidden secret. You know, if it's done right, it's really it more than pays off. It's the best investment. It's the best investment executives can make. You know that? Yeah, there, these days. Uh, you, you can invest in a lot of things, but if you invest in your wellness program and do it the right way, you'll get a bigger return on investment for there than you will for new technology and almost any new marketing program, anything else you do. The ROI for wellness programs done correctly can be higher than anything else your executive team can do. Right, and it's good for business, so. Oh, my God. Um, and, and, you know, I mentioned before that we have this uh, artificial intelligence platform that uh, I've been promoting and that you and I are going to start to promote together now. And this program was developed by Joseph Pizzorno, who founded Bastyr University about 50 years ago. And it took him 15 years to develop this AI platform. And uh, he now has tested this in 20,000 employees in 10 different employers. And the average return on investment was 12 to 15% five years in a row. In other words, wow. accumulatively, that's a, almost a 75% return on investment. Now you take inflation out of there and it's going to be a little bit less. But that's how effective the program was at getting people to eat more vegetables, to exercise more, and to do all the things that are necessary to reduce their sugar levels, to detoxification programs. Because the platform has these four uh, categories in it. First, it has a really great health risk assessment with, with better questions than 99% of the questions that your health risk assessment in your doctor's office will do. Then it has a blood test with, again, more advanced blood tests than most of the doctors are able to do because we want things that will actually find out if your cells are deteriorating before you get a disease. They're only measuring whether you have the disease. We want to find out five or 10 years before, are, you, are your cells moving towards a disease? And the platform does that by analyzing 5,000 enzymes and 5,000 biomarkers. And they actually can see whether you have a probability of 80% to be a diabetic in five years or 90% to get cancer in three years. And so if you know these things, it's kind of like, okay, now we can develop the wellness program around these priorities because we'll have each in employee in the organization have the test. The employer doesn't get to see the individual results, but we can see the accumulative total results and we can design a wellness program around that. We even have a genetic test. And then we have 40,000 clinical trials that are being accessed with every question to determine at the end of this, what are the five things each employee needs to do to create a personalized wellness program for them. And once we do that, that's like having a master wellness program because we've got like 10 reports that can be printed out that have this accumulated material in it. Now you've got this master wellness program already developed. And it was only like $90 a person a year to do it. So it's inexpensive, it's totally evidence-based, and it's totally effective. So, you know, employers should be jumping on this 
ASAP. Oh, this I know this plan is amazing. Dr. Pizzorno is such a genius. And the, the beauty of it is it's, it's personalized. Um, so you get that personalized data for individuals. And like you said, customizing the wellness program to an employer and their population, you know, giving specific recommendations, you know, for the individuals is, is really um, just, a, it's just a gold mine. Um, honestly, I, I can't think, I can't think of a, a single individual in America that couldn't use this. I mean, oh what God. would healthcare look like <laughs> if, if we were focusing on health based on functional medicine based, you know, screenings, assessments, and, you know, prescriptive interventions, um, and educating consumers. Well, I mean, they, they deserve to know what we know, Charles. <laughs> well, I think that uh, the AI platform is the beginning point. We still need coaches. We right. still need doctors like you. We still need educational programs. We need all these adjunctive things because they all two to go together. And so sometimes people want to learn on their own. Sometimes they want to go in a group. So if a lot of people are identified as being overweight or having stress or being diabetic, we can organize workshops for them and webinars. And so now they can get these joint educational programs organized so that they can learn together. And it's, it's less expensive to do that. Then if they have questions, we have a coaching program and they can email one of our coaches and get some of the questions answered that maybe they weren't able to get answered on the webinar. And so those are the kind of customizing services that I think are really important because you need to keep the momentum going. You need to keep the employees engaged. And so you have to have your health fair so that people can go and talk to different people. During COVID, that really wasn't that possible. But now, hopefully, we'll be able to evolve out of that and be able to do these uh, personal health fairs, if not the virtual ones that we had to do in the last two years. And so we try to plan some events for people and we try to get them the most inexpensive blood tests. And we've got that sort of attached to the AI platform. We've got them the most inexpensive genetic test if they want that. And so we've tried to tailor this so that it could fit into that two or three hundred dollars per employee program. And then if you've got a $10,000 per employee cost for your healthcare program, you can get that reduced down to nine to 8,000, 7,000, down to 5,000 instead of 10,000. So it takes several years to do that, but you're going to get a return on investment in the first year, just based on, you know, the Dr. Pizzorno statistics. And you know, now we're getting doctors enrolling this. We're getting the medical cost sharing organization. I've got MPB Health as one of our clients, and they're one of the best medical cost sharing companies out there. And they are all about wellness. And with their reduced administrative costs, they're able to reduce the premiums by 30 to 50%. And so this is another adjunct program that if you can't find an insurance company that's really going to do the job and cooperate and reduce your premiums if you get into a program like this, then you can use a medical cost sharing uh, company and they can say, okay, we don't want to do health insurance anymore. We want to do this cooperative cost sharing program, which provides the same services as a wellness, as a, as an insurance program, but without all the overhead, without all the administrative costs and with wellness program kind of built in. Um, how, how do you feel about that as one of the options to go along with us as we go forward? Oh, it makes a great pairing, the medical class sharing and the, you know, the wellness programs and, um, and things like, you know, direct primary care and functional medicine. It's, 
it's really, you know, with, with employers and consumers seeing their health care costs going up every year from the insurance companies, it's, it's absolute insanity. And, and you, don't, you don't get anything back for this, but, but more disease. And so, the, you know, we're reaching a point where I think, you know, everybody's looking around for, like, what are my options? <laughs> and, uh, and I think, you know, there are options now. And this, this bundle is um, certainly, I think, a, a great place to, uh, for folks to start looking at. And if they're not ready to make the full jump, you know, getting some information um, even starting out with a, a targeted ROI uh, program is, is a way to, to test the waters. It, it's really true that there, there are uh, viable alternatives to the, the BUCAs uh, and how, how insurance and health insurance is funded and paid for. And, and there's true value in this. So. Well, we, you know, we, we've been doing kind of what we call the one-off system where employers will say, well, we would like to have some workshops. And so let's do this diabetes workshop or this weight loss workshop or this smoking cessation workshop. And we've done those over the years and they always have produced a return on investment. Even if one employee reverses their diabetes, uh, if the workshop was $1,000, then they're going to save 12000 a year for the treatments for the diabetics. And so that's a 12 to 1 return on investment with just one employee with one illness. And so after a while, it was like, you know what? We need to get more groups. So then we got the smoking cessation and we would have maybe 20 people uh, trying to quit smoking. And the employer's insurance company was actually paying for this. And so we had like 100 uh, employees over about a three or four year period. And, you know, we got 50% of them to reduce their, uh, to stop their smoking. That's $5,000 per employee that they were able to. to yeah, that's an incredible success. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's like, like 30 or 30 to one or something. It's amazing. And so that one little program where we got a, a, a group of people together who were motivated because at that time, Obamacare was actually saying, well, we'll, will uh, increase your premiums if you're a smoker by 50%. You know, so the employer could do that. Now I think it's lower. It's like 30%. But at that time, if an employee could prove that they quit smoking, they got a 50% reduction in that sort of inflated health insurance cost. And so that was a big motivation for them. And at that time, which was three or four years ago, that's why we were able to get a lot of people motivated to do it because they, they wanted to, to, to get those premiums reduced. And so they, that was the final step for them. They had tried to stop smoking before and couldn't do it. Now it's like, okay, we got a program and this program is proven scientifically to work. This company was a, an automobile company with 18 dealerships and they had done a national search to find out somebody who was actually qualified under Obamacare to actually deliver a smoking cessation program. They found us. We were like two miles away from them after they had done a national search. <laughs> and I thought, isn't that a coincidence? That's yeah. A, that's great. So we did the same thing with a local school district on the diabetes program. And we had like 37 people in that program. And we were able to get the A1Cs really down like 20, 30% over this six or eight week period. Again, through scientific educational material and evaluation and assessment tools and some incentives for the employer. 
So we started gradually to get more of these groups involved. And now we're looking for whole organizations because we have this AI platform. That's going to give us, I think, the opening we need. And Dr. Bizzarno uh, says that in his program, he's able to get 85% participation rate by the employees. That's how excited they are to have this personalized approach. So they're not lumped into groups anymore. It's like, this is personal. And so this assessment is totally personal and it's all me. Nobody else will ever have a plan like mine. And so I think that's why they bought in. And then they saw all the tools that were available, recipes and exercise programs and all kinds of things that kind of support the program. And I think that's why he's getting this 85, 86% participation rate. And the, the, uh, the doctors that are then uh, given access to this information by the patient, then are able to meet with the patient and say, okay, here's what the AI program said. And I like this. I think this is a good idea. I would add this or I would change this a little bit. So the employee patient slash patient gets a chance to interact with their doctor in a way they've never been able to interact before and actually have a role in it. So now it's a partnership for wellness. Instead of the doctor playing God and saying, you must do this and you must do that. Now the employee, the individual has a stake in it and can really get involved and participate. I think that makes the difference in, in the patient-doctor relationship totally. Oh yeah, putting all the pieces together, it just, it all fits in perfectly and it's a, uh helps the, the the whole be bigger than each part <laughs> well this is this has been fast and good and i i was correct in in bringing you in to, to take aubrey's place today because uh you and i are going to partner on some of these wellness things and so we've been chatting about these ideas and so i my usual thing is that at this point i i help thank our sponsors for the program and so i just give a little pitch to each one of them today uh, the first one is uh, southern trust financial planning and uh, I've been working with them for 20 years, and they're one of the first financial planning companies that I've ever heard of that does wellness programs for their clients because their strategy was they want to help people make money, but they also want to help them to use that money for as long as they can to the best benefits that they can. And so having a wellness program for those clients has been their forte for almost 20 years. And they've ha helped me to spread that to other financial planning companies across the country. So Southern Trust Financial Planning in Sarasota uh, is the leader in this area, in my opinion. And, and I think that you can contact them and become part of their program. And, and, and I think you can do it virtually. You don't have to just be in Sarasota. DHA Labs is, I think, the best uh, lab testing company in the country. Uh, I'm biased on that because I've developed five or six different blood tests with them and we use them in part of the organization's assessment programs. But DHA Labs has been doing this for a long time and they've really been a leader in the development of these functional medicine tests. So we, we've developed wellness tests with them, immune system tests, cancer tests, uh, and, and the, all these tests are there to do this predictive analysis, okay? So that you can find your cells changing five to 10 years before you actually develop any chronic illness. So DHA Labs is the leader in this, in my opinion. And so we recommend them to all organizations, large and small, and even to individuals. Uh, paddock Pools, uh, we, we, we like to brag that we think Paddock Pools makes the healthiest pools in the country. And one of the reasons is they have a thing called a vacuum extractor. And this actually uh, takes the air off the surface of the pool, which is filled with chlorine gas. 
and it gets about 95% of that chlorine gas out of that pool area and allows the person that's swimming to breathe in better oxygen, which means that they're gonna have a better exercise experience and that chlorine gas has been known to deplete levels of zinc and, and vitamin D3 and actually cause cancer. And so this vacuum extractor is really a valuable tool. If you don't have one in your area, press, put the pressure on the organizations that do have pools and to get them to talk about this vacuum extractor from paddock pools because this could be the thing that really helps the whole community to become healthier with their swimming programs. And finally, as I mentioned before, we're, we're partners in this program with MPB Health. And MPB Health is this medical cost sharing company that I talked about before. And they just do a fantastic job getting doctors and, and members of their organization to work together on these wellness programs. As part of their premiums, they give the AI platform to their participants, to their uh, members for free. And so it's in the premium, it's a built in, which is a great advantage. And then by doing all the wellness things that they're doing, they're able to reduce their costs by 30 to 50%. And so our program, our AI program is part of that. So MPB Health is, I think, the best medical cost sharing program in the country. And so those are our four sponsors. We really thank them for what they do for us. And I thank Dr. Ruth Leininger today because she really pitched in great. And Ruth, I'm looking forward to doing another one with you very soon. Yeah, well, it, was, it was great to be here. And it's always, always a ton of fun to talk to you, Charles. <laughs> All right, thanks and bye for now. <laughs>